Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. All right, here Hi. we are. Legacy Welcome. matters. Legacy does matter. Legacy does matter. Sam, yeah. hello. Hi, I'm Sarah. Sam. Yeah. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Jim. Jim Hi, James. Sarah. Yep. Jim. Whatever. Jim. Whatever you feel like. Jimmy. Yeah. Jim Z. Jim Z. Yep. Not. It's not like Jim with a Z at the end, though. It's oh no. J i m s y. S i e. No, that's too affected. Yeah, <laughs> that's Jim. too much. It's Jim Z. All right. G-I-M-S-Y. Legacy Matters podcast. Yep. Welcome. It's Thursday. You it are is... about to waste another hour of your life listening to this. <laughs> no, Marty. today's going to be... Hi, Marty. <laughs> Marty, that's you and my wasting an hour. It, this is going to be a really good one. This could be a good one. If you're going to listen to one, you should listen to this. That's true. It's going to be very why revealing. Why is it, Jim? Jim, why is this well, it's a good Well, it's a good one because we have a guest here and it's couple days before Halloween mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about horror movies mm-hmm. today and just some of our favorites and I'm Sarah are you going to wear your witch hat? I am I am wearing my costume. I can put my witch hat on. At least at least briefly. I put it on special. Okay. I bought it special. There you go. Okay. So Cuz I want to be a witch every day. <laughs> so this, that's scary. This is the Halloween experience. I mean, you look like a witch. Good. Yeah. That's what my dad told me over the weekend. Really? Yeah, but like, that, she joking? wasn't even made, wearing a she hat. She wasn't made up no, or anything. it was a joke. Hi, Dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, quick weather <laughs> report. All right. So a couple days before Halloween, it is beautiful out today. Great looking weekend ahead. It's Thursday. Colors are popping. Crisp air. Popping. <laughs> popping. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really nice. And tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. 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 Great. So, all right. Okay. Here okay. we are. All right, uh, so today is, uh, this is our Halloween extravaganza, mm-hmm. we're calling it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Stephanie Hansen mm-hmm. on the show and Ste- of Stephanie's Dish. Mm-hmm. We com. very much enjoyed her company. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she made mocking uh, voices about her sister and her daughter, I believe. Did mm-hmm. she not? Mm-hmm. Was she not the She's entire... She's really good at those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, so... So the type of thing where, uh, where when you're you're saying, oh, and then my mother told me you should go clean up your room, and you make a voice like mm-hmm. that, so she sounds like a terrible witch of a person, mm-hmm. right? She did this. Stephanie did this to her, her daughter. Mm-hmm. So we thought it would be fun and appropriate to bring Ellie Johnson, who is Stephanie Hansen's daughter. Oh, yes, hello. Mm-hmm. On the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank welcome. you so Thanks much. For coming. Yeah, yeah it's welcome. Good to be here. Uh, we thought it'd be fun so that you could get uh, get your revenge if you need to. It's okay. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good. As I should. As I should. <laughs> She's been on the radio for 12 years. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> well, time has come. Yeah, and we're the perfect forum for it um, because uh, because she's created her legacy by by making fun of you. And yeah. Here you go. You get to do your. No, it's fine. Um, and then, uh, and then we also learned through that conversation with your mother that you are heavily into 
the macabre, macabre, mm-hmm. the, the nasty, the horrific, the terrible. Macabre. It's all oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're at the U, U of M, University mm-hmm. of Minnesota. Yeah. And what you were just chatting to us about, what are you working on now? So currently I'm doing my capstone in horror literature and media. Um, which means that I'm going to, by the end of the semester, write my thesis paper in uh, some aspect of horrific things. And I've been actually brainstorming some ideas as of the last couple of weeks. So I'd be happy to share with everyone. Uh, Maybe yeah. get some feedback. Yes, yeah. yes I think that so would be great. So when you say brainstorming, are you conjuring up ways of what? So what I like to do, because I actually, so I used to be like a film student. Now mm-hmm. I'm an English major, gender studies minor. But I really do lean towards analysis of film. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I love breaking down books for themes and fun, you know, little psychological insights into the characters, movies, especially horror movies, I think are like so ripe with, you know, symbolism and a reflection of like society's anxieties. Yes. But they're really fun to kind of immerse yourself in. And so, so currently what I'm thinking about doing is um like trying to go ahead go ahead word. uh it's technical. <laughs> I, think, I feel like <laughs> there's a poltergeist that there just is. came in oh. nice. <laughs> yes yeah do you hear that i don't know that's what it was i don't i hear it in my headphones do you hear it? i i do i'm wondering that. who i pissed off by talking about analysis <laughs> right i mean seriously Sorry everybody you yeah, pissed we're, everybody yeah. up we're okay, all looking at, at each other like on what's that buzzing <laughs> in our headphones um and not to bore our audience, but it's not constant, right? Like, I don't hear it. No, no, no it just, just little, popped in, but yeah. I've never that was heard it. Definitely a ghost. I'm worried I'm spitting into the mic and no. breaking it. No, no, don't worry about it. You're good. No, there's a ghost in our, in our mics here. Okay. Well, let's um, see if it pops up again. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right. So, symbolism so, yes. in so, film. Oh, yeah. But essentially oh. what I was saying is that I'm thinking of writing my paper specifically analyzing movies. And, and right now I've been looking at kind of concepts of the romantic movie monster. Um and that kind of came to my head like romance with a movie monster or romantic movie monsters as in like we're romanticizing the movie monster i'd say a little bit of both i think the two go hand in hand and sometimes there's like you know monsterific i just made that word up concepts (laughs) at play uh to you know create a monster that's both empathetic and terrifying right um and so like two movies i've watched in the past week as, as a way to like kind of build this idea is uh the shape of water guillermo del toro great i loved it yeah are you gonna oh, disagree I, with me no you made no a no that's that i, <laughs> I saw I, that one have you seen it yeah so like i i am i am way behind I on all this horror stuff have not seen it I and that is on my either. list yes. and it's been on my list for a long time i highly highly recommend it um especially if, if anyone's into like old hollywood film or a little bit right. of film history it's it's filled with homages to like this you know film history and like early i'd say like 60s romantic and monster uh-huh. films i mean the, the design of the monster itself is supposed to replicate uh, the swamp thing. Mm. That's it. So when you were talking yeah. earlier, before you mentioned that film, I'm thinking of the swamp thing where he's holding the woman, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And it's sort of like romanticized, you know, weird sort of like this yeah. monster. Yeah, and it's like mean, King and Kong female. does it too, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. Doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, Quasimodo not, is it Quasimodo? Yeah. No. yeah. Doesn't yeah. he do Punch that Pan. stuff too? Yeah, and yeah Frankenstein it's gothic. So, like the f- Frankenstein. It's pretty well agreed Dracula. that like the first romantic monster 
in like literate history, it was Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even to some extent, Frankenstein, but that, mm. that came a little bit later, if I remember correctly. Um, and, you know, this kind of builds this empathetic, humanistic monster that, you know, is kind of representative for someone who's like othered from society as well as being like, you know, some kind of part of them is inherently human. And like Bram Stoker's kind of like does this thing with, you know, kind of like weird. Uh, sexual overtones mm-hmm. throughout the entire narrative. Especially yep. with, like, the relationship between Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the totally concubines noticed. and like young women right. and stuff. Um, and also, I just recently watched uh, The Fly, which mm. is a right. very, very romantic right. uh, movie. Like, actually, if you kind of take out the whole he turns into a fly thing, it tracks as kind of like a romantic tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Jeff Goldblum? The yeah, fly? Like, Jeff yeah. Goldblum, The Fly. Mm-hmm. Did they, right. Didn't they make a remake of that, too? Well, that I was think a that remake. It was a remake. Of the, but didn't the they make a remake of the remake? I don't think so. Mm, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. There was original, like, 60s fly film based off the original short story. Um, and then, yeah, there's a short story. Is, is it buzzing again? Is it your, it's okay. Is it your phone? I don't believe so. Okay, well, Something anyway. very strange happening Is today. Jeff Goldblum is haunting us. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could be. You could be haunted by worse. He's I know. An interesting well, he's not guy. dead yet. Yeah, but no, I think he lives in the internet. I was oh. gonna say, well, oh. he is everywhere. You're he right. Is everywhere. Yeah. Do you have to be dead to haunt? Uh, I no, think you, you can do. telepathically or rem- do remote viewing or something. So, so someone could you could be alive, be alive and, still and be remotely haunt you. Spirit. There's also a history of like oh. supernatural elements being created out of latent emotion. So, like you can create a spirit by like repressing your anger, which. Ooh, scary. Imagine being haunted by your own baggage. Oh. <laughs> Man, I have damn. not heard that one. Yeah, no, me I like neither. That. So you so you create haunted like an ultra by your like own a, baggage. Well, yeah, that like makes an extra spirit sense. in the world that, that is ener- like it's like a bad energy. Yeah. 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 And yeah. kind of like, you know, trauma breeds like an actual cor- corporeal like monster uh-huh. or uh-huh spirit that can haunt you and so I'll just and like how do you so you have to go through like we were talking about karmic work was i talking yeah. about karmic work to rid yourself of the bad experiences or like from past li- do you believe in past lives i believe in a crazy amount of shit i just <laughs> <laughs> i honestly like to be of the opinion that you know and anything's happening at any given time and we just never know enough to say that something's not happening oh my for God. sure thank you i say this every freaking day. <laughs> every, every day when we walk we in know. here and and know. you know what Sarah's what like, is deja vu <laughs> yeah well and that's a glitch in the matrix yeah right? weird glitch and you know maybe just weird ways our brain connects different you know ideas but um no i'm horn? not sure i i believe specifically in like reincarnation or new mm. lives but i'm not yeah. i don't disbelieve it sure. i'll say that sure I did take a picture of a ghost once. Okay, where did where was this? Uh, Boston Cemetery, and I was visiting oh. colleges with my dad. Yeah, we we have the picture. It's kind of our family ghost story. Okay, was it night or day? It was daytime, middle of the day. That makes it legit. Uh, you think? <laughs> I kinda. Well, kinda it does. You should see Jim. <laughs> He's well, so serious right now. That's <laughs> legit. <laughs> Like a semi blasted horn across the road, and he's like, "Oh my god, no!" He, he, was, was, given, he was given he was given thumbs up. 
Oh, you know, no. to the Matrix, the glitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was a sign. It was a sign. Yeah. It was like the universe saying, right. that, that poor guy was just driving along. He's like, I have no idea why I'm doing this right now. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Or he just took the red pill and he, he's just aware of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Is it the red pill exactly. or the blue the red, pill? I always screw that up. Okay. Yeah. Red, oh, you, you know, <laughs> Sarah's like, Sarah, Sarah knows her pills. It's the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, with the movie pills. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, okay, so this haunting. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. So, so I did. I did. So my dad and I were kind of fascinated with these historical cemeteries in Boston. I mean, they're just they're absolutely everywhere, and it's kind of creepy to walk through and like read all the names on the gravestones. But in particular, there's this creepy aspect in which part of the superstition of the period was like putting this like skull symbol on all these tombstones. And I think it was something about, you know, keeping the dead within their place and keeping them down below. Um, but when I went, I was in a graveyard in the middle of the day, and my dad and I were just passing through on the way to the Charles. And I go to take a picture of this, like, th- set of three graves that I just thought particularly beautiful. And I took the picture, and we were kind of in a shaded spot, so it was really weird. A ray of light, like, pierces through in the picture in yeah. a way that feels, like, very unnatural and actually creates, like, a, like an imprint, a very clear spot on one of the graves like right where the skull is of a skull and mm. i i remember I, I like showed it to my dad and he was like oh shit did you did you seriously just take that picture and i was like yeah yeah i i don't know what to do about it but yeah and he was like i feel like we should leave and so we left but was it this, is our picture uh, so so this is digital photography yeah it was on my freaking iphone uh, on your just, iphone yeah yeah do you know the name on the grave can no, or no, I have no memory, and I don't think I checked. I was, I was genuinely freaked out. Freaked out. Yeah. I have the picture on my phone, and I, you know, I'd be happy to send it to you if you guys wanted to post oh, it or something it. after the fact. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll so it was a it shadow with show. With the show, yeah. yeah. So s- sort of a shadow of. It's not even a shadow. It's, it's like a skull. Yeah. It's it's like a looks like a sunspot, yeah. but in such a way that it's it's not like it's not a sunspot. It's it's yeah. just very obviously like a weird skullish face right created from a weird sun glare on yep. this grave yep and i took the picture myself haven't done anything to it didn't even <laughs> color you know graded or anything this is right. it's just still the straight up picture so i'd be happy to give it to you and people can decide for themselves i'd love to see it i mean that's really interesting it's super interesting yeah because you know so some would say, like, when you die, you know, there's like a veil that mm-hmm. opens up, right? And then it closes. Then you could, see, you know, depending on where the lights come in, you could see, you know, a trans- transparent yeah. part. You know, maybe that happened. Like a little transparency behind <laughs> that veil. Yeah, you know, I, who's honestly to say? But one thing I will say I, I firmly believe in is kind of just like this. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, we're, we're laughing because I'm, this is... Jim just lo- he talks a lot about light and dark. These are his I paintings. I do. Yeah. So yeah. you just well, you're, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm completely just thinking about these things that, that are behind. I know. So yeah, that we can't see. Yeah, you know, the man slept with rocks under his bed and buries <laughs> plastic corpses under <laughs> under porches and stuff. Well, just they, to scare people who might re yeah. you know eventually take the house apart 
and then they'll be. I am in firm support of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the long game. <laughs> that is the long game. It really is, and I'm in it for the long haul. As you should. You know? Just one day, you know, you're gonna have a really satisfying moment where someone oh, contacts yeah. you, and it's like, sir. Did you kill some people? <laughs> right. So I, oh I'll just God. tell you. So I was remodeling the porch in front of the house, right? So we tore it all up. And, you know, underneath the porch is just dirt. And I was like, what a prime opportunity to go to the store and buy a nice skeleton, you oh, know? Yeah. And then kind of bury it in there, you know, so that the next people, when they tear up the porch, they'll be like, what? You know? Yeah. So okay. Be honest. How much did you spend on the skeleton? <laughs> Uh, I think it was like 45 bucks. Okay, so you got one of like the nicer stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a legit. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. You invested in this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, honestly, $45 is a little bit less than I was expecting because I, I thought you might have gone like full scientific science class no, model. Oh, no. wow. Yeah. I was on a budget. You know, but, but, you know, with the right amount of dirt over it, it looks pretty good. You know? I'm sure it would. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. used to do some uh, practical effects in, in high school because I was, weird story, I actually was watching this movie and I can't remember what it was, but there's this disturbing scene and I watched it when I was in like fifth grade. It was God. super weird. And um, a gardener gets his, he like reaches into a lawnmower to try and pull something out. And just, you know. Because everyone does that. Yeah, and screaming. And then all of a sudden, he's like running through the hospital. And the guy who's who's with him drops something. And it's a Tupperware filled with these fingers. And they look like carrots. And it disturbed me so much. I like couldn't sleep for like a week. And so my solution to this was like, I I really like went online and learned how to like build. The fingers. The fingers, yeah. And I realized it was like pretty cool. And I had like you know, a good instinct for, you know, injuries and muscle structures because of my, you know, childhood athletics. So it was like really fun to get get into. Um, Was it disturbing to you that that they looked like carrots in the film, not fingers? Or was it disturbing because you thought they looked too much like fingers? I think it was a little bit of both. I think I was (laughs) disturbed that it looked so naturally Mm -hmm. like a Tupperware full of carrots. Mm -hmm. And then it was so obviously fingers right it it freaked me out a ton yeah. but yeah i started doing that like practical effects and um i actually one time like just painted on for halloween like yeah, i had a black eye i'm <laughs> yeah, i, I hear myself today, yeah. drifting away from the mic um i i did a black eye and i think i did a pretty good job because i i went to a haunted house with some friends and i walked into the bathroom and this woman like panics and it's like oh my god are you okay and like starts running up to me and she's like did something happen is everything okay and I was like no no I swear to god it's makeup it's right, makeup right. and like I started rubbing I was like it's makeup everything's fine oh. but yeah that, that's, oh, that's immediately sweet. what I thought that's of when so I saw Minnesotan you. I know yeah she really wanted <laughs> Sweetie, to make sure are you okay, okay. Yeah, Would and I was some casserole. I was like fourteen. <laughs> it was not. I should oh. not be wandering around with a giant right. black eye. <laughs> right. Well. So, do, do you remember the first movie you saw that was disturbing? Mm. Mm, the first movie I saw that was disturbing. Oh my god! Honestly, it is something that I've been considering. You know, writing into my romantic monsters thesis, uh, the Corpse Bride, Tim Burton. Oh, mm, so yeah. I was a huge fan of like you know Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas when I was a kid. Nightmare Before Christmas is still one of my absolute favorite films. Love that mm-hmm. movie. It's mm-hmm. so good. But then I watched The Corpse Bride, and there's there's something about it. I watched it when I was like pretty young, and it's it's like it doesn't have the same injection of color that his other claymation projects have. Yeah. And it like all the characters have this like very just sinister 
energy and -hmm. there's like no kind of redeeming like Mm. bumbling Mm -hmm. you know kind character it's everyone but i like literally the bride and even the guy in it it's a little bit of a jackass if i'm fully honest it's just (laughs) right and then you have like this terrifyingly animated corpse who's like the most likable character in the whole movie and i remember it was fun to watch to some extent but it was like the normal people in that movie freaked me out and i like couldn't stand it and i like couldn't watch it it was like wasn't even the corpse it was like the normal day-to-day like people like his his parents who are like forcing him to get married and stuff they right. utterly freaky because they're like so conventional that they're being brainwashed do you think it it was even like more than that it wasn't like they were they're dull i mean like their their aesthetic was very dull it was like everything mm-hmm. was just like this tones of gray and like maybe some blue but even then it was like really just shaded out but it was like the way they they acted and were like all designed to be like you know pointy or round or mm-hmm. something in between. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the way they behave towards each other was like consistently aggressive. Honestly, mm. I think my young brain was just freaked out going into this like kids movie and getting like, okay, everyone in your adult life is out to make you miserable, mm. and then <laughs> your saving grace is being dragged to hell. Wow. Huh. The human so, condition. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Jesus. I, so <laughs> right before we started, I was looking at a movie that that you jarred my memory. Oh God, we're getting to this now. Well, well, one of the, so it's it was called Soylent Green. Oh, Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah, Soylent so Green you, is people. Oh my God, you know. All right, know way to one. go. That's solid. That's hey oh. Yeah, you are you are the real deal. <laughs> Sarah, if you haven't seen <laughs> this, legit. you are going to be like, whoa. And it, what's interesting about it that I that I didn't realize until right this moment that it's a futuristic movie. It takes yeah, place it, in 2022. It's sci-fi. 2022. Yes. Wow. It's like just around the corner. It yeah. is. It is. So what's it about? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Or oh, is it too much? Well, no, not no, at all. Not at all. But, but I want to point out like some of these old sort of 70s horror yeah. the, the color best. is so it's like, grotesque yeah. because yeah, yeah. everyone's it's like skin is like a... well it's it's like they haven't really you know perfected like it's not good looking people in any of these movies uh-huh. you know uh-huh. it there's hardly any makeup it's just like <laughs> and it's old crusty dudes always you know that are like make me uncomfortable yeah you know like and it's before they like they understood soft lighting could still yes. be ominous yes. exactly yeah. yes. it's really jarring like it's isn't freaking. the lighting just crazy in those movies and it's like kind of bad acting it kind of looks yeah. it kind, kind of, of like looks what well, kind of looks horror. like it could be real like someone just has a camera you know right yeah there's a there's not there like a scene in like a mall i haven't seen it in, a, in like a quite a while but there's a scene that i remember in like a mall where it's like this these like saturated like greens and yellows yes he's like yeah. running through these people but there's like a tracking shot at some point yep, yep. it's like pretty genuinely nauseating <laughs> it's really a pretty weird movie is it gory or is it more psychological yeah. I'd say like psychological sci-fi more so okay. yeah all right yeah it's definitely yeah. like it you you like the matrix yeah, 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 you'll like it. Okay. Yeah. You'll like it. You'll get whoa, a laugh out whoa, of it. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Now I'm doing a little research. You're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to. Oh, I am no, too. That was yeah, my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, all I can do is sit here and laugh today. Yeah. Like, this is totally your show, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to give a description of this I'm, movie? I'm very much enjoying, but listen to this, right? 
1973 American dystopian thriller film mm-hmm. directed by Richard Fleischer. I don't know who that is. No one does. <laughs> okay. No one knows, right? He did Soylent Green. He did yeah. Soylent Green. Starring none other than... Donald Sutherland. Uh-uh. Charlton Heston. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. I- I did not know that. So, I didn't know that either. You're like, you're like these creepy old dudes, first of all, Charles. Right. right. Creepy. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Right. I mean, I don't care what he did when he was younger. He got creepy as he got older. <laughs> right. Maybe he was the best thing there ever was. But as he got older, creepy. But uh, anyway, but Charlton Heston is no B-grade actor. I mean. At the time. Right. No. I mean, I mean this like is a, like, that's getting a big name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, no, I, I venture mean, to say it wasn't even, it wasn't a B-grade movie, but it's shot style i think was kind of trying to be like sci-fi with low budget right. horror mm-hmm. aesthetics yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep but there was i think from what i can tell there's like more money put into the design of the world than is put into like shooting the movie itself mm. uh, yes you're right so trying to make it look futuristic yeah kinda. but i think it works yeah oh it definitely works charlton I mean, was- heston uh lee taylor young i don't know who that is lee taylor i wonder if that's oh i don't, I don't know whatever but edward edward g robinson appears in his final this this is his final film that he ever was in. no edward right. g robinson I, re- I recognize the name i don't know what it is no. okay fine but so what was is important. was it charlton heston that was the big surprise it, yeah well, they're gro- <laughs> they're, they're, but, but the idea is they're growing box office people. yeah it's their so aren't you isn't soylent green the one where they like you you get put back into the mix mm-hmm. and you're like your yeah. your body just goes it's sort of like wasn't that in uh Mad Max too where the, like mm. there's some part where you just end up going or was that no. Aqua World or whatever with with uh well, I don't know You know I think the most recent movie that has like a direct parallel to Soylent Green was that Snowpiercer did you ever see Oh that? Yes. I did see that Yeah did that's you like a that disturbing movie? I loved the original French graphic Novel. Oh, I, yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I, well, if it's French, it's really hard to you know Americanize right. and make it anything. Good. Yeah, and but I yeah. think you can tell to some extent. And I love, I love Tilda Swinton. So oh, she's just anything a, she's in. It's amazing. just perfectly, you know, creepy. Um, but everything else, I think, just kind of got a little bit too actiony to some yeah. extent. Totally. Yeah. It looked like it was trying to sell a movie that it never was. was. Yeah, because yeah, the underlying thing was so creepy that weren't they? I was just thinking of that movie the other day because I'm still so disturbed by their eating that ground up. Is it bugs? Yeah, so it's the the bug blocks, and that's right. what I thought was like so green because they really are sold as like, yeah, yeah, like right. green blocks. Right. Yeah. So they do have these like kind of gelatinous solid, yeah. and uh-huh. they're they're like craving it because they're starved of it, and then. It, it's just so disturbing. It's, it's just like, like like bug jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the texture <laughs> and like. Right. <laughs> That's mm. a good one. I yeah, of I that. just yeah. It, the big thing for me was like I just can't believe that the train tracks were all intact. You know. <laughs> oh, after, after the yeah. apocalypse. Or, right. You know. It's, you know, it's, like it just keeps going around the And then the first, the and then the first car is the kids' car. Right. The education car. Yep. Like you can put the kids right near the. Yeah. Breaking point, you know what I mean? Yeah. It does a lot better job in like the graphic <laughs> novel, I guess, of like really kind of setting up this cool idea of a world that's designed as this massive, like it's supposed to be like miles long train that mm-hmm. just circles the globe. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is it's going so fast that mm-hmm. it like cuts through the oh. ice that oh, okay. has been yeah. like uh-huh. kind of settled into the environment. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, I, I could be BSing because I haven't read it in like three years, but right. I don't think I am. Uh, oh, you're you're the authority. Yeah, <laughs> we're, going we're not going to argue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's terrifying. But yeah, it's it's supposed to be like this really long. It's kind of this idea of like if if like the biggest New York high rise was kind of elongated into a train, uh-huh. and then there was like, I guess like a quarter of the cars are just like poor people and then mm-hmm. two quarters are like just everything that the rich could want mm-hmm. and yeah. then there's like extra bs in there right but I, I just think the graphic novel does a better job of like kind of setting up this hierarchy mm-hmm. and then kind of staging this like theoretical coup that's definitely like derived more from politics behind the french revolution than For like sure. you know any kind of action plot mm-hmm. which i think the movie tries to do because it's chris evans who's captain america for god's sakes yeah you know yeah. yeah. But Tilda Swinton. I, I could just... honestly give a shit about Chris Oh, Evans I know, I know. It, maybe I, it was miscast. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't. It just, it seemed like they did want to go with an action movie, hence Chris Evans. Right, right. And then it's like Tilda Swinton, I guess, understood what she was doing because she's utterly terrifying. Right. She's always it's terrifying. It's creepy. Right. Yeah. Do you have a, Sarah, do you remember being, seeing a movie, like your first movie that you were kind of freaked out on? Poltergeist. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that come out in 84. Something like that. So I must have been six or something when that came out. out of the tea. And I do remember the little girl with the (laughs) blonde hair. Right. And I do. uh, Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So I do. No, you're right. I do remember. Yes, it was my first one. Classic. (laughs) I do remember watching something with my grandmother and being so scared that, again, I couldn't sleep. I don't remember the movie, but I started sleeping with a blanket over my head, and I still do it to this day. She sleeps like a vampire I sleep like a, I lay, I lay on my back, and I'm like this, and I have to have my whole, <laughs> fa- everything covered except for my mouth. And it started then. Okay, so Isn't that weird? my first freak out was that I imagined you just like fully in your blanket. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that you were breathing your own breath throughout uh, an entire night just gave no, me God, no. anxiety. I just, no, no. But I, I just, it's like a thing where everything's covered except for this right here. Except for your mouth? Yeah. That must look so bizarre. It looks so bizarre. <laughs> huh. Trust me, I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> monsters yeah, under the bed are coming to get you. <laughs> Oh, wow. So anyway, but it, it comes we back with. to Bugs that. Could get it in your comes mouth back then. to that. Um, I just have yeah. one more little thing. I, you know, so I, I don't want to bring it back to the Soylent Green, but but <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. Well, since I don't know anything about most of the horror stuff you're talking about, and I've got my little job today is yeah. to yeah, do yeah. this research, right? So I put in Soylent, and you know, I'm not sure if it's S O I. L, you know, S-O-Y-L-E-N-T. But, yes. So I, so I eventually figured that out, and I put in Soylent, right? Yeah. And, and what comes up other than... Uh, oh, is it the new millennial milkshake thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. wow. What? <laughs> no I've shit. I've seen this. They, they, okay, so my girlfriend saw this at one point. They were at like... It's marketing this on Instagram and they have it in this funny way where... Can you read it? I'm sure it has the tagline. Yeah. I mean, this is so... It's Soylent Drink Variety Pack, right? They have cacao. Mm-hmm. I assume that's how you say cacao, right? I mean, it's <laughs> supposed to be chocolate, it isn't it? It sounds intelligent. It sounds, roll it sounds it. way fancier when you say cacao. But anyway, uh, strawberry and vanilla. Get your favorite favorite flavor mix with our Soylent Drink Variety Pack, featuring rich chocolatey cacao, fruity strawberry, and creamy vanilla. Each bottle serves up a complete meal with 20 grams of plant protein and 36 essential nutrients. 
And then you look through here and it's like there's there's not a single reference to it being creepy that it's that there was a movie the in the 70s. So they did do a reference oh, to this. Did, and I think they? it was part of their like Halloween marketing. Right. They oh. they released an ad on Instagram <laughs> where I'm 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 not going to remember it exactly, it's but perfect. I remember it says like um we are releasing this delicious new flavor and it's like one of their green flavors. I think it's like matcha or something. <laughs> and course, yeah, course. and it's like delicious um flavor with human dot 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 and if you click on it like the instagram like pull down the bio it's like human ingenuity <laughs> oh my god that you is are probably funny. like one of the only people of your age group that understood i know bizarrely oh, I know. so right <laughs> like seriously i was pulling that movie up and thinking like hmm you know and i mean bam you got it i so, mean let, let's wow. get weird my brain has way too All much right, useless information things, uh, but i'm gonna well we should take a little break but before yeah. we go i so i'm on the soylent website and and they do have a um they do have a frequently asked questions section like any good website would you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but oddly enough the first question isn't like what the fuck made us think this was a good idea like, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is what you would think it would be right yeah yeah, yeah like okay well anyway uh time for a little break okay we'll be back <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andalin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit JamesHolmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. Or Olive sounds like you. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are we action? Yeah, we've, we've been action. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> so we took a little break, got a little coffee. And so I was going to share the, 
the moment that really freaked me out when I was kind of grown. So this is high school, oh, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in high school, this is back oh, in my the God. 80s. Are you okay. sure? I realize that was like four years ago for me now. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you are our youngest guest. We want to point that out. Oh, and yeah. so, hello. I mean, this really dates me, right? But there were three, well, there was one movie. So I went to the movie theaters. I saw the movie Gates of Hell. Hmm. And that was pretty disturbing. I remember I couldn't handle it. And I don't know. I only remember the name of the movie. I couldn't tell you what, what it's about or anything like that. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. The Gates of Hell. Yeah, but you know, that's kind of one of those titles where it could be a myriad of different it, things. Right. Absolutely. So I'd I'd challenge you to, to Google oh, it. Oh, d- yeah. <laughs> but here's, so so this is the 80s, right? And I'm like, okay, that movie was way too much for me. But you know, all the other things were kind of coming out at that time. Mm-hmm. But also then there was VHS things. Oh, I, you so know? I know VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, there were a couple movies that would kind of trade hands. And one of them was Faces of Death. Oh, I remember. That was a big thing when I was in yep. school, too. And I did Faces not. Faces of Death. Do you not it, know Faces of Death? I don't think so, no. So now, is this. Go ahead. Was it real? Yes. Oh, it was right. real. It was the most disturbing thing. And I did not watch them. I mean, I saw parts of them. It would play during parties. You know? It was a thing in the '80s, where so it's supposed to be real footage of people dying. Yes, that's yeah. exactly no, it, it right. It is, real. I, and I remember like catching a glimpse of a guy getting eaten by an alligator. You know, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" You know, as much as I love horror, I can honestly say not a big snuff film person. Right, no. yeah. that's yeah. exactly yeah. right, no. and that's no. what it was. So that was something. And then the other weird movie, and this is I I, I have two scenes where I was like, oh, "Yikes!" It was Caligula. That also mm. went around, and that's like a porn slash sort of weird thing. But I've like, heard of Caligula. Yeah, and there was one scene yeah. where these guys were buried. It was in a Roman, you know, amphitheater theater, you know, and they were buried up to the heads. And then this machine came by, like oh. a giant lawnmower, and oh. wrote, okay. you know, cut yeah, all their heads off. It's it's absolutely freaky, and you know, I I can't say I've I've watched the whole thing, and yeah. maybe that's in my benefit. But Probably. It's it's I've I've done some reading on it, and it's derived a lot from um, Marquis de Sade's work. If yeah. You've okay. Ever read yep. any like yep. really gruesome stuff? And I, and I have because I had a period where I was like weirdly into the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, I, I why not stew your young brain in in death and torture and yeah my mom didn't know what i was reading <laughs> <laughs> it's the french revolution yeah <laughs> yeah no but it's i mean this is the root of the word sadism was his literate works mm-hmm. um because it was essentially like weird porn books like erotic right. books mm-hmm. but derived entirely from like gore bdsm and like right. weird murder and some like even like pedophilic overtones and, you know, I've forced myself through it. And, like, you know, you can't analyze it for a lot of political ideas and some, like, different humanist ideas, too, and about relationships. But it, it definitely slogs you through a lot of nasty, nasty stuff mm, to get there. Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent, I believed it was important for me to get through because of its historical relevance. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially to, like, you know, horror as we know it. Especially, like, body horror and gratuitous horror. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the saws of the world or... Um Hostel. Yeah, think of it as kind of like the first hostel. It is just like a bunch of different scenes of depravity. 
And I'm yeah. mad at myself. Who was I just talking to about this? One of my ex-boyfriends made me watch One it. of your many. <laughs> I just wanted to put that in there. We'll let others decide who that may be. But he made me watch it. And I'm like, I, that was just such a waste of, and it still bothers me to this day because, like you just said, if it's real. I know the stuff that happens. That's what's kind of happening. Yeah. So it's just putting a face on it, and it's just, it was repulsive. So. Well, all those older sort of like Jodorowsky movies too, mm-hmm. like Holy Mountain. Do you ever see that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's also, you, there's a lot of Gratuitous strange things. Or, mm. Very ritualistic, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I'm a I'm a big Lars von Trier fan. <laughs> it's it's not a sentence you've you've heard often, is no. it? No, no, no. I was um. just reading about him. <laughs> oh yeah. Now remind us his mo- Didn't he do a tri- like a try um, trilogy? Trilogy. He's, he's done, I guess, two trilogies at this point. One that's, I guess, the most famous is the one that includes the Nymphomaniac, Antichrist, right. and. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 I was just reading this. One. Yeah. Antichrist is great. I love Antichrist. Maybe because Willem Dafoe makes it watchable. Mm-hmm. Also, Nymphomaniac has Shia LaBeouf acting way too sexual to like be Shia LaBeouf, but it's uh, <laughs> it's quite it's quite a trip. Mm-hmm. And I I think that I kind of like some of those you know avant garde movies that do work to challenge perceptions and conceptions of normativity in society mm-hmm. and like why we find certain things disgusting mm-hmm. right and that's a big part of what horror is and what it does uh, julia Kristeva is a french philosopher um did some work on the notion of the abject um which essentially kind of puts a word to those things in horror films that are even a little bit too much you know it's it's like the disgusting it's like you know, human centipede, like shitting mm-hmm. in people's mouths and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's disgusting, but it's derived from some type of familiar system to like, you know, humanity and the natural body. And so like those movies, you know, some theorists would say, actively work to challenge those and like show you, you know, why is this disgusting? Like what what is this like thing? Like let's let's take this thing that you naturally find disgusting and don't talking about, like going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and like show you really how bad it could get. And, right. you know, and it, you know, forces you to maybe have like weird conversations about mm. these systems that we feel shame over. And shame is a big part of that concept, too. Wow. Holy shit. Did we just get serious there for That's a minute? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Excuse I'm just, my well, lecture. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. Well, it, it's something, it, it, all of these movies, like, you know, I wonder... You know, the horror movies are so popular, right? Mm-hmm. And the slasher and, the, and seeing people die and the killing and the way people die, you know? Um, it, you know, I also ask myself, I'm like, I'm like, why is this popular and why do people like it? And why do you go to this, the big screen the to human, see this? It's, you know? it's a part question. of the human and, condition. Right, but do you need violence? People... You know? I think it's part of us as much as we don't want to talk about it or understand it. And if you look through history, especially, I'm trying to get into Roman history. Yeah, which and is we've talked about that where the, um, yeah. the gladiators and yep. the different emperors would put on these um, great shows at the Colosseum, right? Because of it placated people. It placated the public, and it, it's that bloodlust that they wanted. So it's a way to kind of contain and subdue the the populace. Right, feed them, show them violence and gory things, and then they're going to be fine. 
Do you know what I'm saying? I, and in a weird <laughs> way, we, it's translated today, and now we're really getting weird, but... No, I totally, oh, no, you guys I totally the, agree with the you. The NFL that, yeah. will not ever be sponsoring this podcast, but I think football is kind of an offshoot of that remnant. It's a human uh, oh, I think there's emotion no where, that. you know, it's men kind of pummeling each other in this nonviolent slash violent way, but you're satiating the public's desire for it. Well, I mean, look at the parallels. You're building stadiums. You're throwing these it's men the in as warriors, gladiators yeah, going mm-hmm. after each other. Uh, and they, you know... They do, they lived through a period, the NFL lived through a period of time where they, they kind of knew behind the scenes that they were doing real damage mm-hmm. to these people, lifelong mm-hmm. permanent brain damage and stuff like that. And they sort of hit it. And now they're making the sport less, a slightly less violent version of it, but it's still basically just and dudes put, beating enforcing the crap people. Yeah, it's, totally yeah it's, a, it's a human kind of trait. Like we don't all, most people don't walk around all day being violent but i think there's this virulent kind of strain yeah i, I, I turns you know, out it's NFL still thing, popular. yeah i mean i i see that but i think i'm going more towards like the movies and and the cinematography so you know, right I mean, still so then seeing, i think that's an offshoot of yeah um no i think you had in something really interesting is like we're why, all yeah why it's the gratuitous it stuff more so than the psychological more intellectual ones i would say don't you think Y- yes, I would that say are mass, that. The mass kind yeah, of popularity. Yeah, the most popular. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've written a lot before, actually, on the nature of so-called conservative horror. And it's kind of a weird concept to some mm-hmm. people, the idea that horror as a genre couldn't somehow be conservative. But it's the idea that particularly a lot of the slasher films that came out in the 80s are constructed around this idea of kind of punishing, you know, alternate behaviors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from like the guise of the monster and one of my favorite examples of this is Halloween one of the best horror films ever made yeah. Halloween watch it do it it's great um, but if you if you pay attention every one of the girls wearing pants smoking I, cigarettes mm-hmm. having sex mm-hmm. they get murdered and it's mm-hmm. kind of like the parents are absent like d- watch your kids kids don't do this or you're going to get murdered you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to get murdered so for something in which it's all just like slasher violent imagery it's inherently like controlling from a societal Mm -hmm. perspective Mm -hmm. because it's like telling you things that you shouldn't do if you want to survive and not you know subject yourself to the crazy mind of a deranged person yeah but i'm raising a daughter I agree. (laughs) (laughs) The world's a dangerous place. Don't go out there. Everything's terrible. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but to an extent, you're right. Because let's think about it. You know, the moment we're watching a horror film and you see someone and they're like walking with their headphones in at night and like not paying attention and you're like, look behind you. Yeah, yeah. In negligee or whatever. Yeah, like what are you doing outside with headphones on? Like you're going to die. Or the girl with the window open. Exactly. Curtains open at midnight. You're like, or being, you know, uh, being overly friendly with the naughtiest, shittiest boys in school or whatever. Yeah, no. And it it actively punishes displays of that kind of behavior i would never have thought and we buy into it and Mm -hmm. that's why we're like screaming at the freaking tv about how much of an idiot that person is because then we internalize this message of we can't mimic that behavior because look at how stupid they were and now they're dead well but i mean realistically isn't it somewhat inherently dangerous to be uh doing some of those things not really i i will not disagree with you that being said 
I am actively the idiot who has wandered through an abandoned asylum. Yeah, yeah. I, I am the person they're screaming at. Why would you go visit a yeah. graveyard at midnight on Halloween? Right. Believe me, I have done all of the stupid things that the movies would tell me not yeah. to do. Why would you I grab a Ouija board? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ouija boards. So, yeah. Uh, may, I, may I provide some clarification on something before we move sure. forward? Yes. Yeah. yes, is this okay? Uh, so, it looks to me like the... Uh, gates of hell movie that you're mm. talking about oh yeah, yeah. let's mm. let's figure some a few things out first of all it wasn't uh, that scary was it well i don't know about that i can't i mean there's a woman with blood coming out of yeah. her eyes here it looks scary to me but um uh 1980 okay. that makes sense yep. uh-huh. italian horror oh well, i was probably pretty young film directed by lucio Vol- she, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Lucio Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Oh, I have no idea. No, I think it's Fulci. But anyway, um, and it is, uh, it had its own Italian name, which I'm not going to butcher, um, though it is the Halloween extravaganza. I mm-hmm. could butcher a name. Well, right? Really right? You know, I'm going to butcher something. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but in, in Italian, it's actually City of the Living Dead, but in as American, uh, also known as the Gates of Hell in the U.S. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, like, you don't remember anything about it. No, I just remember... Subtitles? Uh, yeah. Huh. It says, in New York City, during a seance held in an apartment uh, of medium Teresa, Mary, or whatever, experiences a traumatic vision of a priest, blah, 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 father, hanging himself from a tree branch in the cemetery in the remote village of Dunwich. So, is that none of that? No, I don't remember what it was. There was, some, <laughs> there was some scene where I was just like the gates. I was like, that movie was too much for me. I didn't like it. I was very young. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, Probably was that did bad. all that well. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear Italian horror, I really just go towards Suspiria. I'm not. I'm not. Have yeah. you, I have not. See, do you see the original? I've seen the original. It's actually one of my favorites, and I saw the remake, and I actually really liked it. So Tom York did the music. Yeah, for Radiohead, the lead singer for Radiohead, and I saw him last December. He came to play. I'm going to see. They him were again. a band oh, that cool. played a lot in the 80s and 90s. Radiohead. 90s, excuse me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get into it, <laughs> but he's uh, he's one of my favorites because his stuff is he is always uh, lyrics about aliens and weird stuff. But he did the soundtrack for the new one, so that is on my list. Right? I, should I watch the original first? I highly recommend it, mostly because I think something that's so strong about the remake is that it updates, adapts, and doesn't try and replicate while Mm -hmm. still paying, like, homage to the original. Mm -hmm. Um, And the original is, like, so saturated in, like, psychedelic imagery. Yeah. 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 That's another good one. It's almost like, I'd say, it's a production of... I don't remember what year it came out, but I'd venture to say it's a production of, like, the late 60s, more so than the early 70s, -hmm. mostly because it seems, like, very pervaded by kind of just, like, this weird, acidic anxiety Mm -hmm. surrounding you know everything that they do it's like a dance studio so she's trying to like become the best dancer but you know it's uh, witches and creepy stuff and yep. I, I don't feel like i'm spoiling anything because a big part of the movie is just it's it's how it's shown right and like the cinematography and like the way that like these wide shots are just like blending these these different weird chromatic colors right. to like create something very Have disturbing you seen the cook the thief the wife and her lover no 
Hmm. No, I don't think I have. Well, that's a great cinema. Uh, the cinematography of this is that, like, sort of it was one of the things is one of the scenes that never stops. It's just this yeah, the tracking shot, constant scene. But that's a that's a movie you may really what movie like is to this? watch. Uh, Cook, thief, wife, and the lover. His, his lover. Okay, do we need to publish a list with this I'm, episode? I'm making Santa a list. Santa Sangre? Mm. Have you seen Don't that? You worry. Sight to Sangre? Santa Sangre. Santa Sangre. No. Yeah. What are you watching? You seem like you're really into avant-garde 80s yeah, horror so films. Yeah, that's, so that's oh, a shit. circus one where <laughs> where they get in this thing and... Um, so I love freaks. I, yeah, I'm already so, turned so on. So basically, yeah. the lover, or no, the husband, uh, cuts off the wife's arms and then Jesus. I think... The sun straps her to his chest, and he becomes the arms for the performance in the circus. Huh. Okay. Well, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about some <laughs> thinly veiled symbolism for a while, shall we? Right, right. And boxing uh, <laughs> Helena, I'm sure you've seen that. Okay, I did in like my sophomore year of high school. So yeah. It, like at this point, no. Yeah. Okay, that's right in there too. Who's in that? I have not seen it. Yeah, that's another. That's a yeah. Um, I'll find out here for you. I do remember that movie uh, coming out. It came so it came out in '93. My I would have been a my senior year of high school, but it was it was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do? Wikipedia? Why not? Uh, American mystery thriller with horror elements, directed by Jennifer Lynch, starring. Sherilyn Fenn, oh, uh-huh. Julian Twin Sands, Twin and <laughs> one of my least favorites. But I actually have come to I've I've come full circle <laughs> on old Bill Paxton. But Bill Paxton, Bill isn't. Paxton, Bill Paxton, really? I did not. Bill he was Paxton's th- great. He was my least favorite character he in the Aliens movies. Well, yeah. you know, he was my he favorite, why? and you know what? Awful. In weird a, science. Weird science. He, and he, uh, what was the? Um, show about the mormons uh oh, on big hbo love. big love he was really good in that yeah oh, okay yeah he redeemed himself i just didn't like i don't i'm not a huge fan of carrie elwis either okay oh, okay what? You know? okay I, well, I except i love him in princess bride okay i i fully agree that you can't like not love him in princess bride but also i have to give him credit for being the solely watchable element in like the first saw movie right the first oh saw but see i didn't I don't, I don't watch good those well but, i'd venture Okay, say, I'll do it. Do I'll it. do it. You could, it. yeah. It's at least when it came out, it was like, huh, that's interesting. It's it's freaky. You know? It's gross in some yeah. parts, but it actually has a strong narrative drive. And I think Carrie always gives I it forgot a, he was a in ton that. of character. Uh-huh. And it, I think it he has like a really strong character arc, and it, it's kind of like the only strong character arc in the entire Saw the- series. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I like horror. I'm not going to tell you to go out and watch no Saw shit. unless you just want to like sit and get creative i guess it's like right i, I honestly think final destination is more fun for you, that same Jim thing loves that, that is one. one of my favorite movies it's so oh. absolutely fucked to just love watching the different weird like <laughs> ways people could die uh, is it yeah <laughs> but it's kind of satisfying because it's like most of the movies you like constructing in your head like oh. okay so i'm i guess it's it's the, the marble the marble's gonna do it yes <laughs> it's yes. like no the loose wire is gonna do it's it it's like the perfect mousetrap yeah you know but that movie when i saw that i was like wow i it's just one scene after the next mm-hmm. and yeah that's one of my favorites Final destination because you can't cheat death. No, and I also can't drive behind timber trucks anymore. 
Still oh, one of my all-time yeah, favorite right? scenes. I think about that scene so much Freaks when I'm driving. Freaks me out. I'm, Freaks me out, I too. was driving just behind, like, a truck carrying, like, just some rebar. And yeah. I, like, literally kept, like, a 40-foot distance in the middle of high traffic. People kept cutting in, and I was like, don't be there. You're going to die. <laughs> yes. I think the same thing. When, Especially when you're driving two lanes, you know? Like, yeah. And, and I'm always like, oh, my God, this guy's going to swerve any minute. You never you know? know. I do not want... To I, I love our podcast the way it is, and I do not want to have us on video ever. But I wish you people could see Jim's face. Like, this, <laughs> well, is, this is like so exciting. Kid Final in the candy destination. Store. Yeah. You know, I'm like it is. I mean, seriously, I need to. I've seen it a few times. I need to rewatch. Yeah, and, and they made like three. Of them. Yeah, like six, dude. Is that right? Oh. See, so I kind of filtered <laughs> off on them. You know. I'm not yeah. saying you should watch. Like, you know what else they made six five, of? But, uh, don't I know? Tremors. 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 My my boys have watched all of them. I think twice through. Well, and I'm like, the man, first you one is worth watching. One. Yeah, like it was one campy was good and enough. silly, yeah. and then after that, it's like okay. So they're doing a new Grudge too. It's going to be like the fifth one or something. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I? Okay, I have one. I want to get in yeah. here because it's scared. It still scares me to this day. Is the Strangers. Because it's the home invasion. Home invasion. Wait, yeah. This also plays in funny games, the German and then the American version. It's the idea of home invasion. Right. Is so scary. And they came, and so with the strangers, not that I'm ruining the plot, but they got terrorized just because they were home. Yeah, yeah. It it's it is disturbing, I think, because it has it this happened. like pervasive sense of realism right right and i think it, it plays really well as far as like the desperation of you know the people in the house and kind of just like this the sense of hopelessness yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's very very disturbing um i it's also kind of a great movie in the terms of just like you know there's these things called the seven monster theses of like how you construct like a horror movie monster okay and oh, I don't know this. No, we don't know this. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a little bit academic, so I won't get too into no, it. Please. But there are quite a few. Yeah. And, you know, one of the best ones is kind of this idea that the monster always gets away in the end, you know, in different ways, more than one, like, different metaphorical ways. Like, in the, in the fly, yeah. it's like, you know, he dies, but you never really know. Right. It's kind of this idea that, like, even if the monster's on the ground at the end of, this, at the, end of the movie, it's like... There could always be something. There's this haunting element that you will never be free of whatever just yeah. happened. And The Strangers is great because it's essentially like exactly that. Oh, there's kind of yeah. mm-hmm. this, this idea that it's like like a wave that you can just like sweep in, absolutely terrorize people with this like insane hopelessness, and then just kind of like it's like it never happened to an extent, and you're just left with that, a bloody pile. Oh God, it's just <laughs> I am. That's one of the one, and then funny. I mean, I love funny games too, but there was something about the strangers that it's still. If I'm alone, funny games I've never seen. Yeah, Jim, it's great. Is if it? I'm alone in a house, especially kind of in a suburb where I, so I, I lived in New York for many, many years, and I find more comfort in being in a huge building with people around me all the time yeah. than out in the country in a house. Are it you scares me to death. Sleeping in a sarcophagi when you do this, or. Like, is that... For protection? <laughs> yeah, like, is that, <laughs> I just... Oh, God. I mean, are is it you that's terrified, or should be pe- people in the building be terrified of what you might do? Oh, God. I, I just feel like if something bad happens, you can scream. Uh, and when you're by yourself... Oh, yeah. It's that, that feeling of being alone. 
if well, I can like, hear my you know? neighbor playing the cello every day, he better hear me when I scream for help. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. isn't it? Do you find comfort in that? I don't know. To some extent, maybe. Yeah. I definitely like have less anxiety in like my apartment than say like my parents' house mm-hmm. at night if I'm alone. But mm-hmm. you don't know. I prefer the woods. So that I'm, brings me to a, a movie that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Because good. The Blair Witch. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that Blair was Witch, on yeah. my list. Yeah. That's what yep. I was gonna. I, it was one of the I was gonna bring up only because. Oh, yeah. Well, because when you talk about like, I mean, to me, I, so I'm not into this genre of movie. You know, I, I've watched very few of the movies that you guys are listing, but there are <laughs> some of the mainstream ones that that I don't even. I never really realized they were. Would yeah, fall under the help, help. thriller horror. They're just movies, yeah. right? And was popular. Yeah, like yeah. The Shining. I guess mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I mean that movie scared the living crap out of me. That's one of my favorite movies. movies. It's yeah, so good, good. Yeah. and it's so like psychological, right? Or, right. You know, like and oh. two thousand one too. I think is like kind mm-hmm. of horror, but it's not horror, right? Right. And I think Kubrick does that a lot. He's pretty good at that. Um, but the Blair Witch, like, I mean, in its simplicity, it's just so I, I guided canoe trips forever and I've, I've spent just a ton of time out in the woods and I watched that movie and then did Matt, it affect it, you? It totally affected did me. Did it? It <laughs> so totally affected me. It did aff- not affect I, I was so disappointed with that movie. By the time I saw it I was really? like Did you see it? like out? No. By that ending? No. You know no. what's funny? That movie doesn't have a single jump scare in it. Right. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. just low budget yeah, it's those, uh, yeah. the little twig figurines and like no that didn't, no that did nothing. Yeah. It didn't for do it me. for you, not at all. So I, was, I don't find I was, it that scary either. If I'm well, let me say yeah. this: I didn't find it scary, all that scary, until the following. You know, like let's say I watched it in the spring. Until right. that summer, I was up in the Canadian wilderness mm-hmm. guiding a canoe trip, and I'm by myself in the middle of the night, and and we're at a. We're at a campsite that literally has, uh, I've talked about this before, but petroglyphs of Sasquatch. Where, where were you? This is uh, this was on the Bloodvein River. I, I paddled the Bloodvein. Did you? Oh, yeah. Were you a camp gal? Oh, yeah. We talked Widgie. about this. Widgie. Widgie. You're a Widgie gal. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, I'm Widgie's actually equipment manager. That's no right. We, ta- no. we talked about this. I, I don't remember I know things don't we talk about. Things, but anyway. <laughs> That's so, why yes. we created a memory <laughs> preservation <laughs> app. <laughs> it's yeah, in one side right out the other. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk paddling and witchy, but you've done oh, the blood yeah. vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah whitewater on the blood vein. Yeah, and do you know where I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I, I actually do, which is why. I asked yeah, I know. Exactly uh, so there's there's a cliff, and you know we jump off of that. We cliff. had a guy wander into our campsite in exactly that place because Wait. it's right near the bridge. What? Uh, that's kind of connected. Uh-oh. Like two miles down, there's a bar. And oh, at three a.m., me, my we're talking about a different spot. Are you sure? Yeah, midway through the trip. There's a there's another river that flows into I can't remember the name of the lake but um, it's the uh, oh god I know but and I'm there's a sheer cliff face and the natives it was like a it was like an intersection on the water you know that like if you if you're going north you go this way if you're going east you go that way and whatever uh, barrens it, it might right? have been yeah barrens. it's the barrens yeah. uh, and and I our camp. So Camp Chippewa, I don't know if you know them, but uh, I heard about it. Yeah, they would do they would do the Barrens. Well, because we paddled a lot of the same rivers mm-hmm. as Widgie. Um, but anyway, there's a spot with the with the petroglyphs, and you got the Sasquatch holding the guy up by his foot, and you got another one where he's holding him up by his hair, and and I have pictures. I'll share the pictures. But uh, but anyway, I'm sitting by myself on a rock. At night, the kids are in bed. My young counselor who was on the trip, he's in bed. So I'm, I'm just sitting there 
looking out at the stars and I hear something off in the woods and, and the whole Blair Witch thing I'm like holy shit yeah. I'm scared out of my mind yeah. right now in the forest like yeah and I, I think it was because of the Blair Witch because I'd never been There's scared no before that. that dude one of the scariest things that ever happened to me on a widgie trip was on the blood faint just farther <laughs> farther down south well, of the river close to close to when you get to the end of the river yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um what <laughs> well essentially I was just it was I only had like four person trips my entire time at Widgie. I think my mom mentioned that last time that when I did the Arctic, it was like three campers, a counselor. Oh, it was yeah, the I same thing yeah. uh, on the blood vein. And I'm still like best friends with too. my counselor. I'm going to make her listen to this afterwards and tell her I talked about her. Alex Samuelson. Hello. Um, but <laughs> we were absolutely terrified because one night we kind of get like subtly woken up by the very distinct sound of footprints and like of someone walking around our campsite. Mm-hmm. And, I have a knife in the tent because I'm prone to freaking out. Yeah, because you're a badass kid. You're going <laughs> to... Well, also, as like we're nearing closer to like the reservation and road access, I'm just inherently more scared of other people than Thank like you. things in the yes. woods. Yes. Sarah says that all the time. Yeah. 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 So Sarah it's like if I'm, if I'm inaccessible to anyone but someone who's like paddling around in a group of people, probably with a guide because it's hard to do whitewater in a canoe. Yeah. Uh, I trust that a lot more than like a road being like a half mile down. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember we we like got up, me and my counselor, and we all just kind of woke everyone up and just started talking. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to wake up and just talk for a while. And then we kind of like don't hear the footsteps for a while. And I like turn around and I'm like, so we just heard footsteps, right? And she was like, yeah, I definitely heard those. And I, sa- I said to her, uh, can we like switch so I don't have to sleep by the door? <laughs> you're my counselor you can protect me and she was the like the door in the tent yeah yeah right. and she was like what the hell are you talking about you're doing boxing right now you're sleeping by the door you're protecting me and i was just like so mad so i was like you're supposed to be the oh adult <laughs> and she also like i we were just trying to like i was trying to comfort myself because it was such a freaky scenario i like asked her, i was like oh alex tell us like your your scariest time like you know as a counselor and like anything like scary happen and she was like this this is my scariest experience oh. as a counselor and how so how old was everybody oh like 16 17 and the counselor was uh, a little she, bit older yeah so she would have been early 20s probably i'd, I'd say like 22 23 at the all time right, so you're all yeah. young yeah, yeah she she had like just graduated college yeah. and so you heard the footsteps and then it stopped mhm and any follow up like no, no uh, footsteps. And or? was this the middle of the night, or was this like twilight dusk? No, this was like three a.m. Oh, to God, four a.m. Yeah, yeah. The witching hour. The witching hour. Well, so I can say because uh, I have been on that trip, I probably know where you were camping because we probably camp at the same site. Yeah, and you are kind of on a cliff it, with the bridge. Might have been Sam walking right? around. He's, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, he could have been down. I'm very road. sorry to have you scared tried you to that murder night. me. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's funny. Um, no, you are, you are, I forget the name of that town. Uh, it's the Bloodvane Village. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. a, there's people around. Yeah, there's a reservation that I think at that point was going to be about like, because we were a few days away yet, so it was like, I'd say like 20 it's miles down at that point. We still had non, some short days left. Yeah, it's non-road accessible though. There's a ferry that goes across the lake, but I don't think you can drive to that village. No, but right. there is a, a like a cross 
a bridge. There's a bridge that goes, I think, that connects to the one road that you can actually take into Bloodvane Village now that they recently constructed. Okay, that, like, that may be... Within the last eight so years. So even, even at the most rem- remote communities in, you know, Alaska and Canada, but like I, all these communities in Canada, they have roads and they have vehicles, but they just don't connect anywhere. They're just local. They might go 20, 30 miles outside of the town. Yeah. Sure. And they build bridges and they have things they need to access, you know, remotely. Yeah, I had a guy in the Arctic try to give me his van when I asked for a ride. I was like, I asked if he could give us a ride in his truck because we kind of got swept up a little bit higher than the town. And he just tried to give me his keys. I was like, what? What? And he's like, well, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. like, you literally can't leave the town. I will find my truck if you try and take it. <laughs> Good luck stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's a, that's that a fair point. Uh, yeah. So, but having been there, like the, the concern and I, I felt the same way. So I was never a camper on any of these trips. I was always a counselor, but guiding them when you're out in the middle of the wilderness, there isn't very much that scares me. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you come around the corner and you're too close to a moose or something because they can be dangerous. Uh, bears. But even then, it seems like you, you kind of have a strategy. Yeah. You think about Mm -hmm. it so often that Mm -hmm. you're just like, okay, we're going to give it space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, get ready. Bear spray, I will say, more effective than a gun. Oh, you think so? I, oh, yeah. Just, I think, I think it's just like human season. No, I, I, I've heard that too, but I've gotten into, I got into an argument at a float plane base in the Arctic with a couple of guys who yelled at us for not taking a gun. Right. And I said like, well, so one thing is designed to fully block a grizzly's airways so it can't breathe, so it's incapacitated. And yes, you, it's kind of a chaos situation, but it is designed to like incapacitate the bear for like minimum 20 minutes. Right. Uh, a gun... You better be a damn good shot, because right. you can't wing a grizzly. You're in a world of hurt. Yeah, no, I, I so. And I'm not a good shot, so I'll well, take the, and the, I'll way take I the seasoning. It, yeah, <laughs> the way I view it is uh, you're sort of fucked either way. If, a, if I mean, you're talking in the Arctic, you're talking polar bears, possibly grizzlies, but, you know, there's not a lot a person can do against a polar bear if a polar bear is coming after you. So whether you've got a gun, so I am a good shot and I'm a hunter. I still don't feel like, don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> like, I've got a gun. Everybody's going to be A-OK. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's at least equalizing the odds, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. fight somewhat. But I think the bear still wins in that case. Mm. But the... Uh, There's not a good version of that situation. Yeah. Which way. <laughs> it, you know, with, with bear spray, like, if you could, and maybe people do this, I don't know, but if you could, like, go to the bear spray range... And, and practice and practice, practice. And, and like you know there's a stuffed polar bear four feet away from you jumping out of the brush and you're like oh my god horror. <laughs> wait a second and you unclip the thing and you pull it out and you spray the thing and you win like that's great but I think generally speaking unless you see that thing you know gently like, gently wandering across the tundra coming toward you you don't really stand a chance. And the bear spray or the gun are probably not going to do you much good. But they make you feel a little better. Yeah. And if you're not good with a gun, take take cans of bear spray. Yeah. Not, and if you're I'm good, with, good guns, with guns, take three guns or what, you know whatever it is. I, I don't know. But Yeah, I think you have to you know minimize your own odds of just seeing a bear. I mean, my one close encounter was when we were like actually on the Phelan, we like rounded a bend and I was like, oh, that's a, a huge boulder. And then the boulder turned and looked at me and I was like, oh, we're going to cross to the other shore. I'm real jealous that you were on the, th- is it? The Phelan, yeah. Phelan, yeah. Uh, I know you guys do the bath, the Phelan, the copper mine. Those are all 
Yeah, we don't actually do the bath anymore. No? Mm-hmm. What, is there a reason? Uh, no, I think it's just uh, logistical ease. Sure. Um, do you go every year? No. No, 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 no this no. is like, a, these are, these are what, if you're out there 40, 45 days, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I distinctly chose not to be a counselor yeah. when I rotated out as a camper. So I, I started working in our tripping center. So for the first uh, two summers, it was just, you know, like basic equipment maintenance and helping pack out food. And also I was a kind of a logistics person. So I did a lot of, you know, organizing with our main office and was in charge of satellite phones, which is way more oh, stressful I mean, than I, it sounds because they're so expensive. I've been in charge of satellites. It's phones. a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. You don't happen to know Megan uh, Claiborne Holleran, do you? Mm-mm. Okay. Should I? Uh, she's, I think, on the board these days, but she was a longtime counselor. And you know, the turnover rate's so high, you kind of got to go within my yeah, oh like, yeah, totally six years on yeah. staff. But we did just have our ninetieth uh, anniversary. Yeah, shout out Widji Wagon, um, and that was pretty cool. So we had like people who literally went on trips in like nineteen sixty two come up oh, and wow. visit the camp. Yeah, there's like a couple of women who were on wow. trail together when they were like. Oh yeah, Widji's got 16. a long. Yeah really vibrant history it's a great place i would love in fact with you and your connections i have been dying to get camp people on our podcast not to talk halloween shit we Mm. can talk about life and legacy but but when you when you know this is today can you scare people on your camping trips i have yeah have you have you you set up anything kind of scary like well i was just kind of an overall nightmare for my counselors because I refused to have any concept of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. I was like that kid that was like would have we do wood canvas canoes at Wijiwagan as part of our like no long you story don't history. you, you not, don't take those wood canvas canoes on those long trips not the super long ones not our whitewater trips but, but the blood vein. No, not the blood vein, because it's whitewater. Okay, any of the Um, whitewater trips you don't. Yeah, but we did do... So Explorer Canoes go through the Crown Lens, uh, Quetico, and the B-Dub. Yeah. And I did that with three other girls, or two other girls, a counselor, and two wood canvas canoes. Yeah. That waterlogged way out to about, you know, like 130 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The reason I'm like, no, no way is... yeah. I mean, that's like... That's like wishing death to go on a, a like an it's Arctic or a sub a subarctic trip with a yeah or an I portaged trip a wood canvas canoe four canvas miles canvas. at yeah. sixteen years old yeah Yikes. where uh I, I mean this was in the Crown Lens so oh, I was gonna say any which way but up uh, <laughs> it's impossible to navigate <laughs> because in the in the Quetico there's a there's a two mile portage in and a two mile portage out of Cache Lake. Oh yeah. Have you done that one? Oh, I did the Cache portages <laughs> on my Quetico trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Woo! They are I nasty. Love it. They are they nasty. are really bad. Covered in, in something called muskag, which um, sounds pleasant until you realize it's. <laughs> like, that does not sound pleasant. No, no. I was. God, I. No. But it's yeah. like five yeah. foot deep mud that you can all of a sudden sink in while you're carrying. Okay. Yes. Well, something three times movie. the size of your body. So was your counselor or your. I mean, were they nervous about you? Because yeah, because I, I like to run and and climb with things like heavy things on my back, and I had like a lot of pre-existing injuries from my athletics as a kid. I I was just a bit of a spaz, right? So <laughs> I like <laughs> hey, at least you're self-aware. I definitely yeah. had a few moments of like pretending to be a bear and like leaping on the tent and stuff, oh, which you know oh, no one good. liked. No, um, but at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I would See, go out to go to the bathroom and then come back and and, <laughs> and I wouldn't do bats. that stuff 
because of something you mentioned earlier. Someone's got a knife for a yes. gun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because like like I know half That'd my boys have these little like you know flip out right, safety the ready. knives like I'm not the butterfly knife. Not a butterfly <laughs> knife. That's that's like West Side Story or whatever. That's crystal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely have like a practice one of those. I've been I've been trying to work up to a like real the, I am oh. I am so good at it. <laughs> I am really, really good at it. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Well, I grew up in Crystal in the 80s. So, yeah, I'm really good at it. Oh, funny. Like Crystal, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, my my girlfriend's sister lived there for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Numchucks, Just too. <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh my his face. god! Oh my god! Oh, okay. sorry, sorry to have hijacked the. Uh, I, the I forgot the widgie thing though. I love that. I yeah. I, I really would. I could talk stories about canoeing and. I was just out in the Boundary Waters this past weekend for MEA with my boys. Oh, fun! My ten ten. Your old two twelve-year-olds and my nearly seventy-year-old father. We all paddled around for oh, four nights. I mean, that's so fun. The Boundary Waters, you know, preserve them, love them. Mm. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. And you know, so my my family has that property on Ely, so we kind of grew up right awesome. up, like two portions away from the Boundary these? Waters. Do you recognize these? Do you have the Wanigans? You don't have Wanigans at Widgie, do you? No, Manitowish does that. Yeah. Um, they Kuchiching do. does. Yeah, Manitowish has those, but not exactly like that. They have more of like a standing cupboard backpack for yeah. their cook kit. And I think it looks like a nightmare. We recently started doing bear barrels for our, you know, Boundary Waters excursions. And I also hate those. Yeah. I'm a b- real big proponent of like, you know, traditional like wood canvas canoe, Duluth packs. Like yeah. Everything I have has to be at least 70 years old. <laughs> oh my That's God. That's classic, Vintage. classic widgie and old school Chippewa and Kuchiching and stuff. These, these camps, people get, I, I'm, I embrace the modern. I make these myself, and so. no, Widgie's raising the uh, the asshole outdoor kids. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a, right. there's a little clickishness to Widgie, but I do. I totally, totally cult. respect what they do, though. And and the great thing, and I will. So you should send your children to camp uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you have children of camp age. And uh, oh my god, after all the horror stuff we talked, totally. and, you know, and I, now all of a sudden it's totally. A, it's like well, it's and, like an infomercial. We are, we're already so far <laughs> off track from horror that I can't start ranting about it. But yes, I did the camp thing. It made me who I am. Send your kids to camp, and and Widgie and overnight camps in particular, I think, really push an independence mm-hmm. at an age when people aren't pushing independence mm-hmm. as much as they mm-hmm. should anymore. Absolutely. And it's like a good constructed, safe environment with people who. You know, they're not paid very much, so they genuinely care about what right. they're doing. They're there. there because they want to be. Yeah, there. they're there because they want to teach your kid how to have fun and be right. independent and like make friends and socialize. So yeah. send Absolutely. your kids to camp. Yeah. Some of the best people I've known. And and these little soft rivalries we have with with these other camps, like okay, so I do think, you know, Widgie has this history of being just a little bit oh, we're elitist, you know, weird yeah. and elitist and pretentious mm-hmm. about things. But so do we in our own way. And ultimately it's it's kind of all in fun and games. Like, yeah. you know, we oh, you guys use that. Well we do it this way and you know, it doesn't none of it matters. And the fact of the matter is that Widgie uh, stands out amongst girls camps because they they put girls out on these massively Higher women's enrollment than men's too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, honest to God, they're they're so they're female-led trips with girls, and I I would love to lead a trip with girls. I think I could, I I think that would be great. But that's not the way the world generally works. <laughs> I mean, uh, right. Comedy has male trip leaders. They've yeah. moved to having more female trip leaders, but 
Well, Luigi is one of the the last camps to be doing solo led trips, and honestly, I'm not sure how long we we can be able to preserve. I that I think there's legacy, a little bit of danger in doing that. There is, so I'm, I'm again. I wonder how long we're going to still be able to do that. But in my own history, it's been super, super useful and helpful, and totally. it's definitely established some really long lasting relationships with like my leaders and my counselors and i mean all those relationships to me have been like so positive in my life absolutely yeah i took one i took the uh the hayes river from north end of lake winnipeg up to hudson bay and uh that was the smallest trip i ever led and it was myself a co-counselor because we always have two Mm -hmm. counselors and four kids and that group was so tight so i can imagine your your four people trips you know two boats four people up in the Arctic, I'm sure that that is a tight group after 45 days out in the wilderness oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Love awesome. them all so much. Awesome. I love how this, we intended this not Whew. to be about life and legacy. Oh, man. But yeah, it is. yeah, but this is up. a twiggy. I, I, yeah. I am a product of many years of trying to figure out how not to screw up children. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I And I would just embraced it. I was almost 20 years a counselor. I was assistant director at Chippewa and stuff. So. Oh, good for I, you. I've, it's not an easy job. No, no, no. And I've paddled thousands of miles and taking a lot of trips and stuff so super into it we can talk later but back to back to halloween so halloween is not just about candy like it's you know it's a because i thought it was like when i was growing up of course it's about candy did did at, at your age did did people use uh pillowcases to mm-hmm. for candy oh, yeah. collection mm-hmm. still oh yeah i mm-hmm. think that the pillowcase is the only way to go mm-hmm. you don't have to drop off any candy at some point in the night and honestly no matter how cute those little you know pumpkin, pumpkin things suck. are they absolutely suck and you look like an idiot so grab a pillowcase okay um, cool. yes yeah and if you yeah, drive to a good neighborhood Find someone who's yes. giving out the yes. full-size candy bars. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Good tip. Exactly. I'll, I'll so throw out. So the kids are still doing it right somewhere. They're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss a lot of people still... off by doing this, but I'll throw out my old neighborhood, uh, Edgecombe Road and St. Paul Highland area. Mm. Uh, great, great candy Top displays. Notch. And, like, there's a bunch <laughs> of houses, at least, you know, in the past time I was there. Uh, they they really had some houses that just went all out with the decorating. Oh, People I were having that. a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's a good neighborhood if anyone's looking to okay. upgrade. I know the right where you're talking. We do work over there all the time on the yeah, construction. Yeah, that side, is a good so. good neighborhood yeah. for that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What other? Uh, what? Like I remember. Do you dress up? Yeah, I was gonna. Do you still dress up? Uh, it depends on what I'm doing, where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I actually, so do you guys want to hear about my Halloween last year? It's a really yeah. sad, kind of funny story. Okay. I <laughs> <Sad>. had, <laughs> it's really sad. Well, I had a class all day. I had a test. Someone had mm. a test on That's Halloween. Awful. And I didn't do that well. I was super tired, had had a really long week, was really stressed, and was like super excited because my, my parents were out of town, so we were going to, like, me and some friends were going to, like, hijack my parents' house mm. to hand out candy. Yeah, and I get there and I'm like chilling out. I like have a drink. We're like kind of watching a horror movie as people come and trick or treat. And then finally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like start going and giving out candy. First people who come when I open the door, I just open the door and I don't have a costume on because I just like I got home like an hour earlier. I'm just tired. It's this group of like five 16 year old boys, not mm-hmm. in costume. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of of the opinion that like I I don't want to like give people shit for you know not having a costume or like not mm. you know being too old and cause they're too old. They're well. Oh. I could honestly give a shit if someone's too old, right? 
because I don't know what's going on in your life. And sure. trick-or-treating is fun. And I trick-or-treated with my friend when we were like 16 because we got dressed up and no one gave us crap about it. Right. But I mean, these guys were just assholes. They like, they got to the door and they like reached Bunch in. Bunch of dude bros. They yeah. started grabbing like handfuls oh, of so candy. Obnoxious. They emptied the whole oh, bowl. Oh, no. With all oh. of them. And because my friends have been eating all the candy, that was like the end of our candy. So they emptied the entire bowl and we like didn't even get like any eating candy because we kind of like used the last of our eating candy to like have some for the other kids and these guys take all of it and like as they're walking away go like you better refill because we'll be back at one <gasps> that's bad halloween karma it, i wonder if awful. i know these kids i might i'll tell you what that <laughs> that's just awful i just walked Beaten right back time. into the house and just had an absolute meltdown <laughs> it oh. was it was super sad i just they ruined the rest of they the, ruined they ruined my ruined halloween. halloween i sat down on the floor where my friends were just like sitting and talking and just start sobbing and then they come to ask me what happened and i say you kids stole my candy <laughs> yeah. and then i get up and run downstairs to my basement and lock myself in the basement bathroom oh. and just cry in the bathtub until i got my shit back together i would have hoped your counselors would have would have given you more structure <laughs> and backbone than that get it together and go beat the crap out of those boys so they mad. deserve it and you know the first thing i did when i got myself together i just had a bad day i needed to melt down at some point sure. and that was my breaking point yeah it, i was probably pmsing if i'm fully honest right um it was so upsetting and then i went up and like my friends are just kind of going they're like you're okay and i'm like i gotta go get my pumpkins they're gonna smash my damn pumpkins <laughs> God, why are, why are well, 16 year old boys such I, they jerks? Suck. They suck. They, they kind of do sometimes. sometimes. And I worked so hard on not my pumpkins them, from last summer. I did a them. really good job. I love carving pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was like, I'll be damned if these kids <laughs> smash my hard earned pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, so I went that always happens though on Halloween. Know, There's like always some shitty. sort of mischief. You know, I would just pull the ball back and be like, fun mischief. Get out of here. Right. But I'm the guy who. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff I do. To them. I was also like so <laughs> thrown. It was like well, you don't me and two of the girls, and there was like it was that. also like they were like 16 and like five of them. Like yeah, it's obnoxious. Yeah, it's so, like to a certain like extent you're, you're full grown, but an idiot. So yeah. I'm not gonna play around with oh, what's going on. Oh yeah, no, right. no, it's, I can understand right. not wanting to mess with. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I know, but I was I was just so I upset would. and startled about the whole are you, thing. Are you? What are you doing this? Halloween. Good, good question. No mm. one's invited me to anything yet. Oh. No. Oh, another said I'm, Halloween. I'm absolutely no. lying. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like my my ten year old son. Like I don't have any friends. Yeah. Like, and then everyone at school, like he, everyone's his friend. He's you know. Yeah. You it's, got invited to something. It's kind of like the, I've been playing around with costume ideas. I, there's a few different like parties and also some people who just want to sit in and watch a horror movie, which is what I usually end up doing because mm-hmm. I I love horror movies and yeah. I might, oh, really? I might beat up a kid if it happens again this year. Oh, this yeah. year. You're not, that's not happening. I'm not no. playing around. No. Not, no. no. That's what I want. That's, you carry a little bat or something, you know? Yeah. Just whack their hand. I'm Get just gonna, your hand out of there. I'm going to lose yeah. it on some teenager who tries to steal my candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not. I'm sorry I took two pieces. <laughs> <laughs> the other one just stuck to my finger. <laughs> some five-year-old. I, I'm in full support. Two, three pieces, especially the cuter your candy, the more I'm going to tell you, take another one. Like, well, I don't yeah, know. Well, the just kids, be, the little ones are yeah. so cute. Yeah, just be, you know, I always let the little kids, like, just grab as much as oh, they yeah. want. I'm like, go I, ahead, help that's yourself. That's not teaching them anything anything good though oh come oh. on listen i don't understand why why people are so 
incredibly free with sugar these days when oh, it comes to oh, kids. Oh, this is the is, is Sam the hard ass of the group? Is this oh. the when it comes to sugar, I guess you, this is it's not the right time. I'm raising Give them apples for uh, me. No, 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 not at all. Toothbrushes. I know. Carrots <laughs> for all kids. They, I have to Crispy say, so carrots. I'm actually babysitting his kids tonight yes. and we may have to make a stop because I love giving them candy. And I don't mind I, if it's a special treat, but, but the problem is but, that when between between multiple oh. aunts and uncles and grandmas and stuff, I it's like get, I always every have. single day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I always ask, Ooh. but it's I'm allowed to do that because I'm the aunt. That's what everyone tells me. That's what my mother says too. Oh well, it's just it's That's just, just a little bit like yeah, give but, me something. But after like the Maybe, third uh, time, can I give them a non-sugar thing? Yes. I'm doing the do next time. Oh, you're going to give them out and do you? Yep. I'm, now, now, now at 10 it's at full night. on. Mountain Dew time, Boil boys. it down and just give them syrup. Just oh, Mountain Dew syrup. Not a problem. High fructose. They're yeah. getting whatever they want. Just a little I, less I'm, liquid in it. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm always so going to have funny. something in the car. Oh, there's and like an episode guys. of The Simpsons with that where, where Bart goes in and gets like an all syrup uh, slushy or yeah. oh, slurpy. <laughs> and then it's like a weird psychedelic trip scene with him and Milhouse. Yeah, that's what would happen. I'll never forget the noise he makes when he slips it too. He goes. That's what I think of when kids eat too much. After like the third time my 12-year-old throws up, though, from eating crap in a day, I'm like, Mom, what'd you feed him today? Like, well, you know, he had... Twinkies and some, some ice <laughs> well, cream with some cakes, sprinkles ice cream and, and, and like yeah. And you wonder why it. you threw up all over your house. Like I get well, it. Yeah, okay. that's what's happening. I'll say there's a difference between like a Twix bar and a Twinkie. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Or like a Hostess cupcake is. Good as those things are, it's just oh it's God, like if you're gonna go hostess cupcake, that's like their treat, that's their dessert. You're not gonna like add that to a pile of candy. Uh, no and crap, you've been no, feeding them. No, no, no. You know, well, at my house at Halloween, I mean, it is like you know, Free for with all. teenage boys, I mean, they eat a lot of candy. I mean, it is like a beast. <laughs> you know, it is just like you know, just shoveling it. Oh in. God, I can imagine. They can handle it though. Those guys are ripped. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just always at the gym, working. Right. Out. Goddamn teenage shirt. boys just yep. eat all the sugar under the sun, and somehow you have like They're six just, packs, and yeah, it's it, disgusting. Well, it is true. It makes me it so is strange how that works. Right? Metabolism. Guess what? It doesn't last forever. No, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. Well, no. Look at that. <laughs> Jim points at the two of us. I'll have you know, they look great. You guys oh, that's very sweet. Except yeah, I, I will say eat. Sam is in a Chuck E. Cheese shirt, so there's something inherently not as great. You know, about that. you know where I got this Chuck E. Cheese hat and Chuck E. Cheese shirt. Oh boy, was and I've told this story, yes. so I'll make it very brief. <laughs> but my my hour and thirteen minutes that I worked at the uh, Chuck E. Cheese Northwest Las Vegas Chuck E. Cheese. Back oh, what in made you Nineteen ninety-nine. Uh, they gave me. They gave me a task. Uh, I was to clean the gum off of the sidewalk outside, which did not bother me. I had a pressure washer and a little scraper, and I went out and did that. I'm perfectly capable of doing that type of thing. And then they made you eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, a good horror movie. Yeah, no kidding. Right. I like that. Uh, You could have a Chuck E. Cheese-based horror which is a horror movie that's retail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. What, what the problem was that they gave me plenty of time, that hour and a half alone, or hour and 13 minutes, I should say, alone. Uh, Reflection was, time. It gave me time to think, and I was like, I'm doing the math. I'm like, well, at, you know, uh, 5.26 an hour or whatever I was getting paid at the time. <laughs> like, 
I'd have to work uh, 87 hours a week to pay my rent. And <laughs> and so I came back in and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a different a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up a week later, I was a bartender at a casino making five he's, times. Oh, he's you a did good great. bartender. Can yeah. You, shocking, right? <laughs> hey, man. It's hard to be a good bartender. <laughs> we talk about that I, I at t- length. I say this on all this the time. Marty, yeah. Marty, who is Hi, likely going to listen to this. I am not a good bartender. But Sam, I am, all, I'm a good it, certain type of good bartender. Sure, but you're attentive because we just went through a list Slow yesterday with our podcast guest, guest about uh, bad bartending. If my beer is empty, you're doing something wrong and I'm going to be mad about Thank it. Thank you. Just be attentive that and offer is, it when you have exactly. a little It's kind of like the left. one thing you got to do as a bartender. You watch the table. If yeah, your beer is empty. You scanned. just go, hey, do you want another one? And then I love it when yeah, they're already pouring. Yeah. And true. it's like, thank you. That's yeah, it's we so were, little. We went on a, went rant, on a rant about it yesterday. In a smaller, more intimate setting, if there's only, if like, if it's not, high, if it's high volume, you don't want me. If it's like right. a small I, bar okay. with, yes. with, you know, 10, 10 yes. 15 people around <laughs> yes. it and whatever, no problem. I, can I hear it. you. Okay. Yeah. But you know where you're best suited. Oh, yeah. So that's, but yeah. Like, those are, those are my favorite bars. I've been to Liquor Lyles like twice in the last three days and I'm going to go to the 1029 for lunch after this. Best. There you bar go, mom and dad. In the Twin Cities. 1029. You hear that? 1029. Oh, you have a It is a block yet. away, dude. It's so good. So best mac and cheese in the Twin Cities. Really? Yes. Oh, the ten twenty nine oh, is yeah. It's, and yeah. lamb sandwich. They have a lamb sandwich. Right. That's great. They have po' <laughs> no, boys. They have the fantastic. shrimp mac and cheese. Don't yeah, they? they have. Well, it's a or lobster the, mac or and cheese. Or lobster mac and cheese. And they have a bacon, yeah. which I prefer because right. I'm not a big lobster person. And it's from the uh, crab shack, right? Yeah. Yeah. The lobster. It's the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Have we never yeah. gone there? And they're we shrimp because they do a shrimp po' haven't been with us on that. That's really good. Maybe if you showed up to work every day, you know. Woo! Yes. Wow. You know they joke. Sarah, because... don't don't take that. Don't take that. Sarah's the only one that does that. So and so. we joke because so we have this company, Kinetic Legacy, but the podcast is an offshoot of all this. Sarah's but I am I'm officially a third owner. Yeah. We're a third no owner, no one, right? And I had a sign owner, yeah. in blood and I joke with them and I say, I'm just gonna leave. But then I remember it's all legal now. It's all legal. It is so legal. I could leave. Away. I could leave. Yeah. No, you could. Well, you, just, you'd be leaving at the wrong time. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it'd be a logistical nightmare. 1029, oh, though. Yeah. That's good. 1029, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a former cop bar, and they do yeah. really fun oh. events. I love their bingo nights. Yeah, I and they've got the wheel. bingo. It's, which is yeah. always awesome. Oh, it's, and uh, pull tabs. My right. mom will go pull and drop like $60 on pull tabs. Oh, so your mom's got a pull tab habit. And my sister need to hang out. And she'll lose her shit over like the five dollar one it's like well you just spent 70 so let's my play sister odds. can yeah. i just interject quickly my sister older sister and i won in one week i won 90 bucks at bingo she won the the grand slam at the end 100 bucks and then she had won like four five hundred dollars on pull tabs that week she <laughs> freaking bought herself an apple watch <laughs> you know in good one for week. you right did, when uh when she you, did something good in she the past life oh when you go and Yikes. play pull tabs with your mother yeah. Let's say she were. Let's say she were walking up, and and you know they've got the person sitting behind the counter, and they've got the boxes and everything. And and right prior to her going up there, she's gonna say something to you. What voice does she use? Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you know what, what might she say to you when she's like, "I just want to hear it." Okay, I can answer this, but I yeah. will say that I actually have a story, like a built that's like one of my favorite my mom's being crazy moments. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
But yeah, in reaction, she'd probably go up and go, it's going to be really Minnesotan and awkward. Now I'm stressed yeah. because I'm on the spot. I, I did put you on the spot, but I wanted <laughs> to give you an opportunity to mock your mother's voice like she did yours on her podcast. Oh my God. Hi. How are you doing? Um, I Can I get, I have like 70 bucks. Can I just get like a big box of those pull tabs? Oh my God. Are you having a good day? Oh. You're, you know, you're doing such a great job. I hope you have a good one. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, wow, Stephanie, we love you. Though. Oh, we do love right you. <laughs> that was yeah. That's awesome. why we had so, so much good. fun with her. Uh, your yes. mom is like, yes. she, she is a trip. Hanging out. I, She's awesome. I love her so much. She is the product. I am the product of everything good and bad about my parents, and it's exactly how I want it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but my, my funny story, which is my favorite one to yeah. use her mocking voice, is uh, so don't go see Lady Bird with your mother. It's it's never a good idea, but it was hilarious. We went and we like we bicker in a very similar way where we love each other very much, but we we definitely just like will consistently argue and poke at each other. Mm. And there was a moment in Lady Bird where the exact line is like, I just want you to be like the best you can be. And she's like, well, what if this is the best me I'm ever going to be? And it's like, oh, mm. all angsty and shit. And it was like literally the day after we saw this movie and my mom and I are hanging out in the kitchen. She's like, you know, I just, I really want you to be the best you, you can be. <laughs> and, you know, out of just like pure comedy at the fact that she said the exact same thing, I went, but mom, what if this is the best me I'm ever going to be? And I thought she'd like get it and everything. And she's like, huh. You know, that is a really good point. I should start thinking about that more often. I was like, oh, that's so mom. sweet. You genuinely. You're such a mom. She just so genuinely oh. wants to wants me to be happy. Oh, that's oh. all a parent wants. I know, and I do this love I her know. for it. She's, she's fun to hang out with, too. I'll say that. Yeah, well, she was definitely fun on the show. So we, uh, at this point... Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good stopping point. No, it's a great it's stopping point. It's a great, point. you know, little loving... We yeah, had a little I mean, tour, we had a little legacy, a we little, talked a little family. We, we talked a little old school... Uh, Camping. Well, Camping. and a little old school Halloween, like the oh. pillowcase is the way to go. And, pillowcase uh, is definitely yep. the way to go. I and, think so. Like sort of these simple traditional uh, costumes are, are nice. Everything's so modern and printed on like cheap fabric. Mm-hmm. I, and they're great. Yeah. You, you really do look like one of the characters from this movie or whatever, you know, kind of. Right. Kinda, right. but uh, but I think like bringing back some of the classic, the DIY, yeah, yeah the DIY <laughs> classic ones yeah. from. But anyway, uh, this has been super fun, Ellie. Thank you so much. This thank was you great. for coming in. So oh, yeah. this is thank the you. point though where we give people uh, a chance to do any sort of self promotion. You got any albums dropping? Uh, any books? Books Jesus. out there on the market? Oh, what film, kind of self promotion? Like <laughs> film coming <laughs> out? Read maybe? your thesis. Uh, yeah. comes out? You know, if I decide it's any good, I will send it over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything fun. Um, okay. I'll do some repping. I, I do still work at Camp Woody Wagon. I, I know the wait list is like kind of long, but it is super valuable. And if you do want to send your kids to any kind of summer camp, it's it's a great experience. Try to find like a reputable overnight camp. You know, talk to some other parents, like look online, you know. There's, there's accreditations, which he has them. A lot of Y camps have them. And they're really hard to get and hard to keep. So if you find an accredited camp, yeah, Go the ACA, it. American yeah. Camping Association. And no one's gotten, like, slashed during camp. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jim. Well, you ruined that, Jim. Okay, Jason Voorhees might disagree with you. <laughs> right. Thanks, Jim. Jim. You really did it. Uh, I'm just pointing that out. I know, I know. I know I You're know. just being Jimsy. <laughs> oh, also, oh while I'm on here, you know, promote my mother. Her, her show's great. It's really fun. It she is, is a, a, such a charming woman mm-hmm. and a genuine delight. Um, Stephanie's dish, weekly dish. Uh, she's on the Jason Show, Makers of Minnesota. Yep. Yes, exactly. And you know, nepotism is obviously working in my favor. So yeah, look yeah. at support both awesome. of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a privilege you've had here. Huh? Oh, don't you think I know it? <laughs> I have to know it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you so yes. much for coming. Thank in. you. Yeah, thank you so, so much for having me, guys. All right. Great. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andolin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andolin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care.